Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. We're going to learn some valuable lessons, like don't put your hands in holes. So anyways, they started blasting. Oh, so do you know what chloroform smells like? Hmm, let's do this. week's episode of devil's trap podcast where we're going to talk about season two episode six no exit hi liz hi diana that's who we are (laughs) (laughs) oh what a great way to start this this week out i think that's a really good sign so hi (laughs) hi how are you doing this week uh i think i'm doing okay uh my office slash craft space when you guys see the video you will notice that it is a fucking catastrophe because i have been building a 3d printer Mm. and that has over 200 steps and the a hundred thousand tiny screws and if you don't put them in right then it's like it's not gonna work and it won't tell you like what's not gonna work but you just like know like i'm gonna break something and it's very traumatizing but they gave you gummy bears to do it so which i think is the best incentive the, the fun kind no, just the normal gummy bears. That's her Because you can't, if you did the fun gummies, like you could not, you could <laughs> not do this. You would just be sitting with a screw and staring at it for like an hour and being like, I know like the screw should go somewhere. But yeah, so the way like the instructions work out with this is like after you get to a certain end of a chapter, they're like, great, you've now earned 10% of your gummy bears. Or then you get to another one. It's like, this was a really hard chapter. You've earned 25%. Eat this many gummy bears. And then like this occasionally, like, yeah, occasionally there's a step where it's like this is really hard have an extra gummy bear and so it's a great incentive it's really hard not to eat the gummy bears because like once you start you're like oh man i want to but it's it was like now i want another gummy bear i'm gonna i'm gonna keep working until i until i do that so So that is one thing so well behaved with your gummy bears yeah, I mean, I've got other gummy bears I can I eat if I want it. to. I've got another jar that I was like, I could do them for emergency, but I'm also like, no, you eat the gummy bears, you're assigned. Like, no. you don't get, there's no special privileges. Like, you only get rewarded oh. for your work with gummy oh. bears. So I like it. Yeah, so there's that. And then also because my house is a mess today, I did a virtual tour with a new cleaning service. And there's one, I was like, oh God, they're going to judge me. And then I also was like, well, we're going to have this thing where I'm be like, so these are the demon books and these are the ghost books. You can't put those two together. Don't ever put those two together. You don't know what's going to happen. And then like, okay, over here, these are all my Katrina dolls. Yes, they're all skeletons. Um, sometimes they move on their own. Don't look at this one in the eyes. Like whatever you do, do not look at her in the eyes or something's going to happen. So... 
I sort of refrain from that, but you know, as yeah. you're like turning the picture around, like you just kind of see the face going, like, yeah, you know, there's like, you know, my giant Krampus doll that looks like, you know, a huge Baphomet. And, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh, it'll be fun to bring people in my house. And they're like, what rooms can we not go in? I'm like, well, there's a sex dungeon. You can't go in the sex dungeon. <laughs> um, Please do not. Please don't enter there. I'm also like, my office is fucking off limits. Like you just, and I really am like, I'm not letting them in my office because there's yeah. too much shit in here. But That's funny. Yep. I'm, like, I'm, I'm excited for you. You're going you know, to bite the bullet and go for it. We've been talking about it off and on for a while. My floor is so dirty. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, like our thing is like, I, you know, I only have, I have someone complain my house like once a month. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I could justify more, but like I can do general maintenance. I just don't like, I don't, I'm busy enough and occupied enough that my free time, I don't necessarily want or have the energy to commit to cleaning my house from top to bottom. So if someone can get, it's like a good point and then I can maintain it until it's time to come back. I can do this. And that's kind of where I'm at on it. I'm like, uh, and like, I don't know. Like, I don't have, I don't have small children, and I kind of do. Yeah, okay. well, uh, well, and that's well, why I've got I got three dogs. I'm like, oh, the house is so much. That's better. why I felt, I felt so guilty about it because I'm like, I'm a single woman. I can clean my own damn house. But after it took, after this month of like chaos, yeah. and it took so long, and like, it took so long for to get everything in order. And but I'm so much happier and so much more productive when everything is clean. Like. That's why I'm no, doing a three sure. printer. Like, like, you know, like when you yeah. come home and your house smells like cleaning products, it's like so much joy. So no, that's, and, that brings me so much joy. Well, and procrastinator head, you know, it's like yeah. I will procrastinate doing something and like then I'll just end up in a spiral and I won't, I won't do anything. So this yeah. gives me, I think it'll open up some more. I'm hoping like it'll open up my wallet for sure, but I'm you know, sure. <laughs> that too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And someone can finally, you know, mop my goddamn floor because I have no idea the last time this floor was mopped. So. I don't. I, I, did you do anything fun this weekend? Uh, I built a 3D printer. Oh, that. That. <laughs> fun. <laughs> it sounds fun. I'm envisioning, though, the instructions looking like IKEA instructions, with, like the little, like, stick figure dude in them <laughs> and, like, very unclear, kind of vague, but adorable. No, they're, they're, this is a company. Uh, it's Prusa. And if anybody is, I will just shill them. And hey, Prusa, sponsor us. Big, send me more 3D printers. I'll fucking, you know. Um, no, the day do you, uh, like, very is a very detailed job is you know, like it's broken into chapters there's yeah. individual steps and then they have like the printed version of it and then I also there's an online version and on the online version like each of the steps like people comment on them so you can go through and see like where other people yeah. yeah so you can see where other people were having problems with it and so like there's a lot of information out there that's there cool. are a ton of builds that are on YouTube like all the way through but I found one that's pretty close to it so yeah. I have like seven different references at all for, times at to all spread times. out around you. <laughs> yeah. So oh. hopefully at, at some point this will, this will be completed and then I can start the wonderful world of making murder dioramas with my 3d printer, which is pretty much the goal right now. So uh, I want jewelry. You have to make me jewelry like your Well, and jewelry too, obviously that's, okay. that's where we start. Yeah. I, I, we helped host a car show at a pie festival. So Texas Pie Fest up in Rockwall was this past weekend. And there was pie, 
lots of pie and a shit ton of people. And it was humid as fuck. And then it rained and then it was even more humid and all the places sold out of pie, which is great for all these businesses. They're all small businesses that make pies and it was delicious. And we had a handful of cars and promoted our car show come up in October. So it was a good day. It was a long day. It was a good day. And uh, yeah, I guess spent some time in the pool to recover yesterday. And uh my my brother got engaged this weekend, so that was exciting news for my family. Congratulations, Jamie. I know you don't listen to this. Jamie See, but Peyton. Jamie, if you did, you would know we were shouting you out. But I know. Damn it. So get everybody on your the place where you work that is not secret but secret. Tell all of them <laughs> to listen to it. Yes. But yeah, so you know, lots of lots of little stuff going on this weekend. And uh Dave and I are on the countdown. Uh five years ago, right now, pretty much, we were in Mexico for our wedding so we got our five-year anniversary this week yeah. i can't believe it's so long and it was such a weird i almost missed diana's wedding um because they they moved the because it was really windy it was in tulum and it was very windy and they moved mm-hmm. it from the place it was supposed to be on the beach yeah. but nobody told me so i get down to the beach and i'm like what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, where is everybody? It was it was raining sideways. Yeah, like I know. Before, so so then it. I had to run around till I finally found a wedding coordinator and like just slid in like right before the ceremony started. I was like, it'd be Hilarious. so embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I have fond memories of Diana's wedding where I stole a donkey and yeah. So anyhow, let's talk <laughs> about this episode. Oh, wait, wait, what are you drinking? <laughs> uh, I'm drinking a generic Malbec. Nothing exciting in this world today cool i've i've drinking another senor and it's the, the albarino which oh. is really good yeah i know you're drinking a white you don't drink a ton of white on your own so. i i do I mean, you just well, no, but i don't drink a ton but it's hot so in summer so when summer comes i'm gonna i drink a lot more of whites and rosés because yeah. super heavy things are not yeah you know, not that good yeah. gotcha so, all so, right anyways so, so we'll no stop laughing now no exit which is based off of a that title comes from a play i don't want to talk about uh so all right so no exit uh season two episode six this first aired november 2nd 2006 it was directed by kim manners and written by matt Witten. uh this was the first episode he ever wrote for here he actually ends up doing one more and becomes an executive producer for the rest of this year uh but that's pretty much he just does two episodes for it uh general veteran tv show writer like did a lot of law and order and a lot of like the law and order uks which i haven't watched because i don't know how i would feel about law and order in in hmm. britain speak but uh but i love law and order <laughs> britain speak <laughs> what well, is it slower like what, i don't know like i don't know how i feel about that i don't know uh, uh, but then, you know, like, does it go, I, I guess I kind of actually would want to see that visit. It would go into the courtrooms of England, which are very they wear different wigs? than ours. I know. So I'm like, there's people, there's barristers, and uh, which are not lawyers. I actually date uh, uh, someone in Ireland who is a barrister. Uh, and it's a very different, like, there are different things. Like, you don't have to go to law school for it. And it's very weird. It's more like a like a legal administrator in a way, right? Kind of, yeah, like but not, they're also not, not, not in a derogatory way. It's just someone who's Yeah. Like, but I mean the represent so they represent the I don't know, he explained it to me one time and then I kind of glazed over and I was like, whatever. Um, but yeah. I, like they represent the criminals and they're still there and they're like arguing kind of like more of the ins and outs of it, kind of like the like the yeah, the bureaucracy, I guess. Right. 
yeah. as opposed to the trial lawyering part, which is if you still have a trial lawyer. Uh, uh, Interesting. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, so we're gonna start off in Philadelphia. And fair warning, people, um, I'm probably gonna talk a lot of shit about Philadelphia because. I had a very miserable time when I lived there. I was Judge Diana. I was like, oh, crap, it's in Philly. We're going to alienate I him. On, I'm like, oh, shit. Liz is going to be talking shit. Sorry, so, Philly. Hey, look, this is the circumstance. I moved to Philadelphia for two years after I lived in New York for a while. And I just finished my first graduate degree. And I was miserable. I was in a very unhealthy relationship. with, a, And I was working for a very unhealthy company. And I was isolated. And, and Philadelphia was fucking scary then. It's still probably scary a little bit. But it like the first week that I moved there, somebody got beat to death with like a hammer on the subway. And I was like, oh, shit, this is what I moved to fuck my life so um yeah philly fuck you but also like <laughs> I, I is that like their motto like on a bumper sticker <laughs> probably this like in a nice philadelphia accent yeah fuck you um but you know they do have the muter museum there I, I love that museum so there there's that so you got some weird shit and yeah. um some good really good food and yeah and a lot of Nazis, so fuck you, Philly. All right. Anyways, all right. You so know. Philadelphia. So we, the scene that supposedly is taking place in Philadelphia, which obviously it's not shot there, but that's okay, uh, shows like this really fucking badass arched window of this really fucking cool loft. I thought. I'm sure you felt the same. You're like that shit's not in Philly. That's probably what you were saying. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Philly has really Philly has really cool architecture. architecture. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, so she's like bitching at her. There's this chick in this in this really pretty loft bitching at her maintenance for an apartment, saying this place was supposed to be done, and obviously it's not done because there are missing plates over the light switch. So yeah, not complete on the electrical side. But she's bitching about that while her lights are flickering, and then this weird black goo starts dripping on her. And then it starts dripping out of the fucking like outlet thingy. And then I almost like threw my notepad in the air and jumped out of the sofa. And cause I was so startled cause she looks into the little outlet hole where all this black goo is coming from, which should be just in a thin ass wall. And there's a motherfucking eye. There's somebody watching her through it. And they it startled me. I thought about warning you about this episode. And I then like I, it. I, I watched it a lot. Like, <laughs> my so there's a lot of through finger watching of this one where I kind of cover my face, but kind of not, or hold my arm up, which I know does nothing, but it makes me feel better. So it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I will say my, my theme for this episode is going to be ew. And then also, aw, ew, there's so much ew in this. All right. Uh, so the uh, scary eyeball, hairy eyeball, get a hairy eyeball with a hairy gooey, drippy eyeball. Like Very dirty. It's very weirdly dirty face with this little like creepy eyeball. Anyways, um, yeah. So we cut to our Winchester brothers. Um, they're out outside of Liz's favorite location, Roadhouse. And uh, Dean's trying to tell Sam that he wants to go to L.A. so they can rescue a girl from a cult. And <laughs> and it was a it was a Katie Holmes Scientology <laughs> joke, which was funny. It was funny. It was. And timely. I mean, I don't know if it holds up now, but. For kids, th those of you who don't remember, um, yeah, Tom Cruise kidnapped Katie Holmes and made her join Scientology, and she had to escape. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. And. And go it was, ahead. It was it was funny. I was amused, and then um, then they well, hear also Sam told Sam told who was being bitchy, which was also well, really was great. Funny, yeah. Yeah. So and then they hear Joe um, and her mom Ellen fighting inside the roadhouse, and so. They go inside to see what's going on, which is probably not the best thing to do if you hear a mother and her daughter arguing in somewhere. Just like, nah, what are you doing? You stay the fuck 
fuck up. Stay the fuck you out, run dudes. You run away from that. You do not run towards. You run. You can kind of like hover and stay back to see like if you can be of assistance at some point or support. You can't. Do, but do not walk in on that shit. Anyways, so basically the summary is Joe wants to be a hunter. Her mom wants her to go back to school, and that's. And she was made a reference to when she was at school. She was the like the weird kid with too many knives. <laughs> it was pretty funny, I thought. But anyway, so um, she um, after Ellen kind of like walks off, Joe gives uh, Sam and Dean this file that they that she's been working on of um, about a girl who disappeared from an apartment in Philly. And Did it's in Nebraska for a lover's family. Oh yeah, I didn't miss them. They were just ridiculous, and I was—it was so brief. I'm sorry. They were so bizarre. Like, what they the were. fuck are you there? Like, wh- they, I don't understand. Like, why this family came in? Yeah. And like, and so this—it's two two parents and t- carrying two kids, all wearing matching Nebraska's for lovers shirts and like shitty visors, like over the top tourist shit. And they walk in like, "Are you open?" And Joe yells, "No, yes." And Ellen yells, "No." And it was a thing, but, or vice versa. But yeah, it, yeah. I, I don't um, understand that. And then they went to Arby's. They, and they then... were going to Arby's, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty. It was uh, kind of funny. It was just very random, yeah. and I just felt like, felt very disjointed. And I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna move on from that. Yeah, I don't understand what was there, but the reason I'm bringing it up, and I'll send you the picture, is uh, in like many years later, Arby pissed. Oh my god, talking is hard. Uh, Arby's posted a picture of. one of the supernatural symbols with uh in ketchup like the arby's twitter did yeah i'll send it to you it's really good that's funny go arby's i like arby's arby's is underrated I don't I'm so hungry I can eat at Arby's. Yeah no no Arby's is disgusting except for the uh, fries the curly what? fries are I like the curly oh, fries. Oh no I will I will I like an Arby's sandwich with some I don't like, understand way a too roast much beef. Arby's sauce and a bunch of horsey sauce. Fuck yeah. But I don't get like I don't know like, mix both the sauces together and then you dip the fries in that. So good. Yeah but I mean that's a sauce and that's a fries but I don't understand like the beef situation like i don't get getting that through a drive-thru which is weird all right yeah. all right so Anyways, back to our arby's tangent sorry um yeah and uh so basically joe's done all this research on her own has figured out this chick went missing and that there's been actually a bunch of disappearances out of the same building but they were spread out over so much time that the police haven't been able to connect them and uh and it's too spread out to be a serial killer because they're maybe really old and it doesn't really make sense so Anyways, so she's established a pattern. She figured it out herself, but Ellen won't let her go research it. So the guys are like, I guess we're going, obviously. Yep. And then we're going to shift to another odd choice. The song choice? Yeah. We get uh, Cheap Chick, cheap Trick Surrender. I don't, I mean, I love that song, but yeah, I don't. it's a great song. I was I so mad, too. But, and, and like, <laughs> I, I, I don't like, so... I, even though even though I know a song, I still like Shazam just to make sure I'm not like misremembering. Because sometimes it's sometimes I don't play a lot of it. So I'm trying to like double check my stuff and double check online. And like I'm sitting there and I'm like, son of a bitch, because Shazam was being a little slow. And Dave's like, babe from the other room goes, Cheap trick, surrender. I'm like, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> I know yeah. that. I'm like, I know this song, damn it. But anyways. Yeah. It's a good, it's a great song. It uh, but but I don't, I don't understand why I'm like, okay, I think cool. it's part of like, what is it? The, the mommy's all right. Daddy's all right. Like, I think, I, I think they're trying to do a play on like weird family shit. That's what I thought. Maybe, but that's not what that, I mean, the song is about weird family, but no, like yeah. that's a, there's shit happening in that family. Go look yeah. at the lyrics guys. If you haven't 
go read the lyrics. Okay. So anyways, she checks her goes, and um, they're back in there, and they're touching the ectoplasm. Why are you touching the ectoplasm? Ew! Ew! Now, how do you not touch it? What are you saying? Like, I think it's gross, but I'd still have to fucking touch it, too, if I was in there. I would touch it with a stick. I wouldn't, like, I would use a pen. I would use something, like... Can you, can you put it in a toaster and make the toaster dance? Yes, and then uh, we can have a safe puff. But yeah, I know we got our good, we got a good Ghostbusters joke in there, and I watched part of Ghostbusters this weekend. <laughs> it was on TV, so I was like, hmm. "Oh, Ghostbusters two to be specific." Yeah. Uh, the Vito one, yeah. Um, so, anyways, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't understand like why they touched it, and then because it also looked like Gene was about to lick it. And I'm like, oh Ew. yeah, no, I know he's like looking really close at it. And you're like, oh no, no sir, that is off. That, that is over the line, <laughs> over the line. Yeah, and I guess like so the I guess what they're saying is that to have that much ectoplasm and I guess that much like black ectoplasm has to be from a very pissed off spirit. Yeah, I'm not sure how far we've gotten into this in, in season two, but yeah, generally in in supernatural lore, ectoplasm is always black. Like it's just hmm. that's just what black what ghosts make is just black goo. Ew. It's better than green goo. Then it just be like boogers everywhere. No, oh, it's like Slimer. Who also looks like boogers. So yeah. yeah. Fair. Okay. Fair. All right. So um anyways, and then so they're they're so they're searching the apartment, like obviously they broke into it, duh. And as they're leaving, they hear someone come up the hall and it's fucking Joe pretending to be looking for an apartment, talking to the landlord, and then pretends like Dean's her boyfriend and Sam's their buddy, and she hands over rent money, said they're moving the fuck in. Joe has infiltrated. I do think it's interesting that she chooses Dean as a boyfriend and doesn't yes. like go to Sam. I'm like, huh, I see what you're doing, girly. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. I get it. Oh, yeah, that was a very intentional decision, obviously. And then uh, when they get back in the um, in the apartment, uh, Joe or Joe's mom, Ellen, calls Dean and is like, and Ellen's like, what the fuck? Where's my daughter? She said she's in Vegas. I don't believe her. And he's like, I'm going to tell on her. He's like, saying beforehand, he's like, I'm going to tell on you, but then he doesn't. And he covers for her. Oh. Yeah. Oh, see, ooh, ah. But also, oh, like, she, like, it is also a very brotherly, sisterly fight that is happening between the two is. of them. Which is, and, which is, yeah, I think when you kind of go through this dynamic, which is why the sexual tension doesn't work, they're so obviously brother and sister, like, in terms of relationship wise. But yeah. also, like, Ellen could have heard that. Like, guys, like, yeah, but I, yeah, you're like barely putting your hand over a shitty phone. Like, at least on like a fucking iPhone, you can put it on mute. They weren't even doing that. They're like barely covering it, like yelling. I don't even know if we had, I don't know if we had mute on the phones. I don't think we did. I don't remember. And they ask her what kind of funny part in this point, too, is they ask her where she had all that money for the to pay the rent up front like that in cash. They're like, <laughs> we know hunters don't tip like that. I'm like, damn, hunters really are stingy bastards. But also, uh, she and she makes another re- reference to hustling people in poker, which is pretty funny because we saw her hustle them in uh, hustle a guy playing Big Buck Hunter in the last episode. And it's funny because Dean always wants to gamble to make money, and that's how he likes to live on the yeah. road. If they're not stealing identities, so it's kind of funny that she's fucking hustling all these all these motherfuckers. I yeah. like it, which is why says like sometimes I really like Joe, sometimes I don't, yeah. but right now I really like her. Right, so we're gonna get to uh them they're out in the hallway and joe calls they're gonna dean. go look they're gonna go look for the spirit yes yeah. searching. so joe calls dean on his shit but yeah. his explanation like one i was just like because it really does sound like up what? until this I, point I, oh, like oh he's, he's being like a he, show but it's like you, you're a he's girl, mansplaining you like yeah 
And then, like, he has a very in-depth, thoughtful, touching way about, like, this is why I'm doing this. Yeah, she calls him a fucking chauvinist. And he's like, no, it's this isn't, he says, this isn't gender studies. Um, But then he goes on to say, it's like about, it's a bad experience. And I know that I've been doing this. I can't, you know, I've been doing it so young that I can't really do anything else. And you don't really want to live this life. And it's, and you're not experienced enough to do this safely kind of an attitude. So it actually wasn't like a, you're a girl, you can't do it. It was like, no, this, this is a hard fucking lifestyle. I'm fucked up in the head from it, but this is all I know. So this is what I do. And you don't need to go down this path. It's kind of cool. Well, you know, and really, I think the safety thing was like the minimal, it was really oh, more yeah. about, you know, this is not the, you don't, if you don't have to choose this life, don't, which right. I think is a very interesting thing, considering how much he pushed the life onto Sam for most of this. And now like, there's this new person and I think you see this shift kind of in Dean's head of like maybe I should have been doing this all my life like what if I had other choices and so I think this is a very interesting parallel with them I agree I think it was really interesting too yeah then we get up to some weird green light what the fuck is that green light I don't is it just a reflection of things but it looks like a green screen and I was very confused by it Hmm. I don't know I don't know they're standing there though looking in this hallway and he smells something, which is really funny when we kind of find out later what it is, but he smells something. Well, it's not funny, haha, but kind of. Um, and uh, then we have something, uh, the creepy ass fingers or dirty fingers reaching through this very ornate floor uh, vent grate towards uh, Joe's leg. I love that you also noticed that. It was just like, you know, the, 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 that was a really cool floor grate. <laughs> it was. It's a pretty floor gate. Great. I mean, like, uh, come on. It could be just like us. I mean, if it, granted, if it was like a traditional grate, they wouldn't be able to reach fingers through it. So they had to make a fancy ornate one. But still. I was like, oh. Well, no, I mean, older ones. Yeah. That's I mean, true. like so weird shit. Like grid. if you look at older. Yeah. It's just they were just decorative there to be like, don't shove your hand in here. Not thinking that a hand was going to come the other oh, way. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, mean, I just think about like the, I'm just thinking about like a traditional like household like air event or air return. Okay. I'm like, God, they don't look that cool at all. Yeah. Even in uh, So then we get to, like you said, the smell. And I'm like, what's that smell? Let's play our game. <laughs> and then uh, I they used a camera effect here that I, was really cool, but I didn't like it because it made it extra creepy. But it was really cool where they've got like the um, trying to give it from like the spirit's perspective. So it's like this like spirit like backing off in the vent from Dean's prying hands as he's trying to reach into the grate. Also, don't put your hand in that vent. Why are you putting your hand in that vent? This seems like a really stupid idea. Unscrews the grate and just is like reaching in blind, reaching around in there. Like, what the fuck is he gonna do? I don't know, but like, yeah, don't Here. stick your hands in holes. This is why noodling is a bad idea. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. <laughs> like, you don't know what your hand is going to get when you put it in there. Also, yeah. ew, hair. Ew. Yeah, he gets a wad of hair and skull. Oh, ew. Yeah, not not thrilled with that. Uh, yeah, so we know. So now we know there's something in the motherfucking walls for sure at this point um and uh we cut to a scene with another blonde girl because apparently they only lease apartments to blonde women in this apartment building (laughs) um and she's just going through her mail and all of a sudden she starts getting fucking black drips on her mail yeah but also who gets a like a flyer invite for a lingerie party like addressed and like i was like what fucking friends do you have girl like it's like okay i'm gonna photocopy this flyer and i'm gonna mail it to you 
for a lingerie party. Why the also why the fuck was this a lingerie party, guys? Like I I, I sense men writing shit. Um yeah, we also don't get invitations for lingerie parties. Like, I don't know if you think like we're, oh my God, Diana, what are you doing this weekend? Well, I'm going to go to a lingerie party and then we're going to have a pillow fight and it's going to be super great. That's what we're going to do this weekend. Yes. 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 Uh, not at all. Uh, yeah, yeah. Back to the ew. Ew. Right. Right. The black goo dripping. But it is interesting, like and it happened in the original one too. It's like the black goo is like dripping from somewhere and they look up and there's like no source for it. Really fucking weird. And I also find it somewhat inexplicable. So I don't really like it. And then she then like her ceiling starts coming apart and then her wall starts <laughs> coming apart. It's like someone's with like a circular saw cutting through the drywall of her ceiling and walls. And I'm like, this is odd and her first reaction is not to run out of the apartment it is to run kind of like in a circle towards her phone and then her phone doesn't work because duh and then because her power is flickering and it's a wolf mounted phone where's your cell phone girl and then her lo- door doesn't work anymore that's 2006 I and mean, so we weren't as adapted to it but also no not the phone like and i don't care like ghost shit whatever like there's a crack in my wall happening get the fuck out like yeah. that is my immediate thing. Like I'm Ouch. watching this, I'm watching this like line be cut into my ceiling and wall following me in my apartment. Fuck this. Yeah. And then and then creepy hands reach through her her vent grate. I think it's kind of weird though. The hand the fingers like reach through like the holes of the grate. It feels like it would be really easy to get away from that at first, unless it's like, is this spirit like popping the grate out or is this like a phantom grate? Like I'm kind of confused. On yeah, that. no, I agree. That is a weird, it's a weird thing. Like how does he get them in there? But yeah, I don't it's, know. It's an odd, an odd situation with the, the great access because the screws are on the outside. So it's not like he's unscrewing it, but whatever. So um, anyway, so he grabs her by the leg and she screams a lot. And then we cut that scene. So we get back to the Joe, Joe and the brother's apartment temporary apartment and uh dean or dean wakes up and uh sees and dean wakes up from a very amazing position in a chair like that was a great position they had him in yeah he he wakes up and he's like giving joe shit about having sleeping in a comfy bed she's like i didn't sleep it's like well bitch then give someone the bed but anyways um yeah which is also rude like i feel like i see you sleeping here this is what you do as a friend you're like hey not sleeping I'm, I'm would you like the up. bed yeah what you do so she said she stayed up all night and didn't sleep and working on the trying to piece things together still and then dean like kind of talks shit about the knife that she's carrying because she keeps playing with this knife the whole time and trades her tries to trade her for another knife and while he's got it he looks at it and it finds figures out that it was a it was her dad's knife and so it's kind of like this is the tie-in now to like her father being a hunter and oh they're in an awesome Oh, and then we're going to get some really touching dad conversations. So they go through and both of them like want to hunt because it makes them feel closer to their dads. Yeah. It's just like, oh, see, that are the Oz. Then Sam comes back in without coffee and he is like, oh, that there bastard. are cops outside because there's another girl disappeared. I'm like, so why Where's is there the no coffee? coffee? Like, I don't give a shit like what's happening outside. It's the morning. Like you, you leave and you come back with coffee. Yeah. I can't process this other bitch being missing until I've had fucking coffee. I can't solve any of this shit until I've had fucking coffee. Where's the coffee? Priorities. Priorities. Sam, you suck. All right. Yeah, so, um, yeah, 
there we go. Sam fucked up about the coffee. And they um, they start figuring out and piecing together that maybe the building itself isn't the problem. Because they've already kind of done this history where like, it wasn't really like, it was an empty space. It was like an empty lot. Then they built this, like it was like a factory that became apartments. Okay, big, like a lot of cities. But they look at this other picture when it was an empty lot and they see bars on the windows of the building next door. And they're like, oh fuck, was this a prison? it was a prison so joe calls ash to do a bunch of research about the prison dr badass and uh he uh gives her the lowdown and they figured out that basically it was it was a prison and it was um the lot that they built this building on where the apartments are was actually like where they would do some of the executions okay and now I'm about to get really excited because you're like, it was a prison. I'm like, no, Diana, it was not a prison. It was Moya Mincing. Oh my God. Okay. So this fucking prison. Beyond like what we're gonna be doing is pulling her head from so it's just wow. like Liz wow. is getting Liz is about to go off in some shit. Yeah. Okay. So one, also this you would like this this fact about Moya Mincing. Um the architect who built that prison also built the Capitol building. So there's that. But like, so this building had like Al Capone was there, Edgar Allan Poe was there. And also, as you're about to find out, I'm just gonna spoil this shit because we're gonna run, we're gonna run this straight into lore, because this is where we're heading. You Going know this is come. We're 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 getting there. Okay. So we also know that Herman Webster Mudgett was there. Yes, he was. And so as we find out in They Say, that's H.H. H. Holmes. All right, woo, we got H.H. H. Holmes. Yeah, yeah, Okay, um, so Sam is, really, <laughs> Sam is really excited about it being H.H. H. Holmes, as is Liz. So, but there's some things that are automatically starting that are like making Liz kind of angry. Um, so uh, <laughs> he did not use chloroform to kill a bunch of people all the time, mm. like they say. No, which is what, is- which is which is what Dean smelled in the hallway earlier. Yeah. That's what that was what it was. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's he used chloroform to kill to to subdue people before he killed them. And he's like, yeah, that's what I smell in the hallway. I'm like, oh, Dean knows very well what chloroform. Smells yeah, like. Dean, how do you know what chloroform smells like? <laughs> uh, like hmm, okay, then, sir. Also, fun fact, chloroform is pretty hard to use on people. Um, I don't even remember what, uh, this actually came up in something else I was listening to this week about. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, just so you know, like, it's like, for the most part, it's difficult to really put people out with it. Like, you have to know, like, what you're doing. Like, if you're drunker, it's easier to get somebody to pass out with chloroform. Mm-hmm. Anyways, fun so, hold on, before you, you're talking about, you're excited about this building, so I do have to ask a question for us. So, like, it, it seemed odd to me being in Texas where our prisons are like out in the middle of fucking nowhere that there's a prison like in like a downtown. You've got you've got county jail like oh, yeah, you think about the like, we got, like you've got the ta- you've got the tower like in yeah. uh, uh wherever I, I was like <laughs> I haven't been in there. Uh so you know there's like New York, like the tombs, like that's in the oh, middle yes, of the city. Sense. Yeah. And so in like, yeah. I think about like, the county jail and then I think about like BFE. Well, I mean, eventually prisons started moving further out just because land was cheaper um, and just because people were like, I don't want a prison next to me. Like, I don't, you know, these are bad people. We're going to put them somewhere, you know. Uh, Okay. So, but yeah, at this time, uh, Moya Mensing actually was in, was in Philadelphia proper. Uh, Sorry to derail you there. I just had to ask. No, no, it was was cool. Um, And some other things that I'm just 
episode stuff that I'm going to kind of combat and then we'll go into the actual lore. Um, so one of the things, you know, Sam says that, you know, oh, he was, you know, he was encased in concrete and he gets really excited mm-hmm. about this. Uh, I will highly- The murder ahead. castle, they call his house the murder castle slash death factory, by the way, which I thought were really funny descriptors. You haven't heard of the murder castle? No. Oh shit. Okay, this lore is going to get weird. All right, so- um, <laughs> I was like, everybody knows about the murder castle. How do you not know about the murder castle? Anyways, okay, so um, we'll we'll all dive a little bit into that. It's not really part of this, but I'll I'll go into some H.H. Holmes things. Uh, so what's really cool though, they said you know that he was buried under concrete. Yeah. So um, I would recommend uh, watching American Ripper. It's a series you can watch it on. It, you can watch on Discovery Plus, I think, and I think on Amazon Prime, um, which is one of Mudgett's great grandsons who has this whole theory that his that H. H. Holmes was actually Jack the Ripper, and goes into this whole timeline of like where like H. H. Holmes is unaccounted for, and it's the same time that Ripper slayings were happening. Hmm. Um, but at the end of it, they go and they exhume his grave. And so it's really cool that you, like, if you don't want to watch all the gore and other weird shit that goes into it, you can just jump to this and there's a bunch of videos online of it. So when they went and did the grave exhumation, they, they, like, they go and they dig down, 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 and they find concrete. And they're like, okay, so this is so that, like, there's, you know, this is archaeologists and not just a normal, like, we're right. pulling people up. There's a ton of archaeologists, like, they're doing this really cool, like, grave shoring thing, which you never see in Supernatural. And they're like, this is going to collapse. And so they have, like, these construction people that are shoring up the sides of it. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, and they go through this first layer and they like get this concrete and they get the concrete out and they found this box and the box is fucking empty. And half the reason they were doing this was because they wanted to figure out if Holmes had escaped because that was a big theory that was running around for a while that uh, he that he that he had uh, basically bribed people during the execution because right. he had like a hood on. He faked his death basically and got away. Faked his death. But then they end up going further down and there's another layer of concrete underneath Beneath that was the coffin where Holmes actually was buried and they did a DNA, DNA test with his great grandson and they're like okay we can definitely prove that that he was buried there and this was in Philadelphia like he really was buried there uh, but the murder castle yeah the murder castle was not in was not in Philly uh, so Sam starts going through some of the things about the murder castle and some of them are wrong, some of them are right. Uh, so I was going to start this thing off with like, I think most people know the story of H.H. H. Holmes, AKA Herman Munster. Munster, not Herman Munster. That is very, <laughs> very different. But I, kind of, I wonder if that's where they got that from. Huh. Oh, I um, hope not. I like Herman Munster. I love Herman Munster. But yeah, so Herman Webster Mudgett. Uh, so... I, I would recommend reading The Devil in the White City if you've never read that. It was a very popular book. Uh, like, I think it was like an Oprah's list at some point. Um, but really, you know, long story short, short shirt. Oh my God, talking is so hard tonight. <laughs> uh, so long story short about A.J. Holmes, uh, he was a swindler. He was basically a huge con artist. Uh, 
the thing that he's most well known for was he built this murder castle in Chicago during the the World Fair and basically was the theory like the the big thing that got thrown out of proportion was that he was luring women there to kill them and he really did have like the place was built with all sorts of different vaults and rooms and other things where people were being killed but for the most part like he was really we call him America's first serial killer but most of the motivations for the people that we know he murdered were really more out of money and convenience because he was running all these cons. Oh. So he was also that's not, usually, that's not usually a motivator for serial killers. Sorry, serial no, killers. not for the most part. Not for the most of them. They're usually getting some kind of sexual pleasure out of it or something else is like triggered and it goes. Uh, and so there are, I mean, obviously he was really, he was had a medical uh, practitioner, so he was really into dissecting. We talked about the grave robbing a couple episodes ago. Um, so he was one of the resurrectionists where he would take, you know, go and take corpses out so they could work on them in med school. I mean, he definitely had some creepy shit. Like, he, you know, one of his boarding houses, they were like, what's that smell? I'm like, oh, it's a dead baby. That somebody, like, he while he was at school they're like oh you can take this dead baby home and dissect it on your spring break for funsies you know like wait, like what you do on spring break woo spring break 99 and dissect a baby so you know Ugh, yeah. um, but there is like i said there's a lot of things that have been exaggerated but most of them a lot of them haven't because he was just a really shitty person uh you know he basically started off in the east coast uh conned a bunch of people he's married so like he was like a fucking bigamist like there's nobody's business like he had so many wives he never divorced and he would just like marry other people he was a womanizer and so a lot of the women who ended up murdered was because he wanted to move on to the next thing and so then he would get rid of them hmm. um and really one thing i would also like to know now like divorce really, is just easier yeah he would say divorce is a pain in the ass but it's just easy but then you don't get the insurance money off of them or and a lot of it like a lot of the cons he was running where it's like oh i'll have this woman put her name on this lease gotcha and yeah. so inherited. yeah yeah and but also just to confuse the courts like he had so many games running where he was just like oh like he had like 20 different aliases and really it was just he was just a fucking con man yeah and so you know people are like oh he was brilliant but you like go into like the history of like him being in school and like he wasn't that great of a student one thing i really wanted to point out that was when he was in med school a lot of classmates thought that he smelled and they started calling him schmegma um so if you don't know what schmegma is, go look up schmegma. I'm not going to find that. It's real gross. Uh, but oh. I'm going to call him schmegma for a lot of this because I feel this is a much more appropriate name. That 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 may have been one of the words that we forbade um, older family members to Google during a game of Cards Against Humanity. I would. Why did you forbid them? I'd be like, go look up schmegma. <laughs> Uh, that was that one that's the card where the rule was instituted if you have to google it you have to you can't use that card you have to burn it and pull the card out that was that was the rule at that point and no no we're not we're not googling that tonight (laughs) yeah i mean i I would i would take some sort of first choice and explain which magma is to my parents but i'm a weirdo so really i think the majority of the things that we know him for is what happened in Chicago. Um, and there's 
variants of how many people actually end up murdered there but there was there was a there was a lot and yes the murder castle was really extensive and but i want to say that things that i'm going to talk a little bit more about where it comes into the end because most people don't know that too much and i will say the end of his shenanigans really take off in texas so he had um married or was fake married, I don't remember which one it was, to a woman who had a bunch of land in Fort Worth. And so he had plans to build another murder castle in Fort Worth. And they actually have the land. The architecture plans are there. You can see them. It's very similar to the murder castle in in Chicago. so he's like trying to do this, but then he uh, got really greedy and he stole some horses. And he, you know what we don't like in Texas? Horse thieves. Yeah, fuck you, horse thieves. Like we were, and basically Texas was like, get out of here. Uh, don't they, we, I mean, like, you, I think they like, I don't, I think it's like not enforced, but it's like on the books, you can fucking kill a horse thief still. It's like a thing. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, or cattle yeah, rustlers. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah uh, no, if, don't, like, you know, there's a lot of things you can do in Texas, but do not fuck with people's livestock. Well, actually, it's coming in because there's been a lot of people in Texas and Oklahoma who have been raiding cattle to pay for their meth habits lately. Mm. Um, and so there's a lot of those laws that are coming in. It's like, we're going to take you down for fucking cattle wrestling because yeah. you can't do it. Anyways, uh, so yeah, he basically uh, tried to, he stole some cattle, uh, cattle, he stole some horses and uh, ran in, they ran the fuck out of Texas. Um, and things like, a lot of things ensue in this. Like he ends up, um, Basically, he had a partner. He ends up killing his partner. And everyone thought that he killed him as part of an insurance fraud and he wasn't really dead, that the partner wasn't. But he really killed his partner. <laughs> and that he stole the partner's children and told the partner's wife that, uh, they're like, oh no, like I'm going to go take them away. Uh, I forgot what his disease was. Basically, he ended up murdering the children too. That's, uh, fucking, that's fucked. Yeah, he I mean, ends like, up killing. fucked up, but it's like hitting extra levels. Oh yeah, I know. Like they think that there's a number of children that ended up like being killed along the way, but really, like I said, like most of this was for convenience, right? It was because he was going to get caught. So right. like the basically he went off with Pfizer's, uh, like not Pfizer. That is a medical thing. Um, it's really close to Pfizer. Oh, Peitzel. Uh, so, <laughs> so Peitzel, Benjamin Peitzel. Uh, so he takes like he takes off with three of his children after he dies after he murdered him and so he's on the lamb with them and one of his mistresses and he's keeping like the mistress away from the children so the mistress doesn't even know like there's other children there like real thank you homes uh so he ends up killing the boy in indianapolis and then he kills the girls somewhere else and like he gassed the girls and like the boy ended up getting burned in the stove and real fucked up uh but anyway so uh he ends up going on trial in philadelphia for the murder of his partner and when he is there that's when they start like he was already like in a lot of trouble with the law for all of the con schemes that he right was yeah so, this is where they start piecing together that he's yeah. a murderous bastard yeah, and so he's got like all sorts of people that are running after him, like Pinkertons. Like we've got like all sorts of like law people that are trying to take him down. Uh, so he ends up going on trial in Philadelphia and, and gets you know convicted for murder. And but his story doesn't end with the murder. Like this is what I want to get into the, the fun things, which is the curse of H. H. Holmes. Ooh, ah, uh, Lord. Lore. 
Yeah, this is real boring. The other time it's just me rambling off about a serial no. killer. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it makes a lot more sense. Okay, so he ends up on trial in 1896, right? So this is when he's in Philly there. And through the time period of 1894 to 1912, 30 or so people associated with Schmegma either died or had the world's worst luck. <laughs> And most versions of the legend, at the end of his trial, when he was pronounced guilty, Holmes turned and looked at the courtroom and said, my curse is upon you. Or maybe he was just coughing. Um, so that was what most of these people were like, yeah, he was coughing a lot. And so they're like, he just said, Hur. but, you know, also could be like, my curse is upon you. You know, you get those confused. Anyhow. So the first one that gets mentioned is Holmes's trial lawyer who did get disbarred for a year after the trial because he was really shady and they're like this is really bad luck. I'm like, well, he was committing illegal shit. Well, like, like, I don't I just don't think that it doesn't sound like Holmes would have like the most like up and up attorney. Oh no, it was not. Basically, he was trying to get somebody to lie on on like either an affidavit on the stand like oh no he wasn't there it was fine so he ends up getting caught for that and gets this far um and then you know the judge who was presiding got really sick uh, sick but he lived for another eight years and then he died of rectal cancer Whew. um <laughs> that's that's a harsh one to get oh man uh the assistant the assistant assistant district attorney got brain fever but he also didn't die yeah so he you didn't get brain fever or not die i actually don't know what brain fever is uh i i don't i it just sounds bad i it sounds like your head's on fire i don't know all right but i want to get to the juicy ones right so it has to do with right. a brain inflammation that's what i got there you go yeah thanks to the google so his head was swelling or something so but before Holmes is even executed right so he gets convicted in 1896 but he's awaiting his trial before he gets buried in the concrete um so but after the verdict uh the doctor who performed Peitzel's autopsy died of blood poisoning that was likely caused from performing autopsies without gloves on which is terrible idea but if the gloves like they didn't have our thin nylon gloves they just had really big ones so most right, of them so you couldn't like corners do, yeah. yeah you couldn't like be like doing fine you couldn't be digging into corpses work yeah so most of them like a lot of these guys would just throw their gloves off and that's how you get blood poisoning uh, mm. his kidneys and liver were riddled with abscesses and they ruptured and killed him Ew, see, ew. Uh, one of the jurors was electrocuted after phone wires hit his tent roof. So basically he was like, what's that noise? I'm going to look to see what this noise are. And so he got electrocuted and died. Um, one of the residents of the castle, and this one's kind of reaching, but she was a 25-year-old Anna Harvey. So this is a Chicago resident. She was found decomposing in a ditch, apparently after she committed suicide by carbolic acid. Hmm. That's an interesting way to take yourself out. Yeah. And the father of one of the victims was going to travel to Philadelphia to get answers from Schmegma and maybe to see him hang, but he was <gasps> killed in a freak gas explosion before he could go. All right, so that's before he died. So we already have like four people who are dead before he's even before he's yeah. even hanging. Yeah. All right, so he hangs, and he that's on May 7th, 1896. All right, so then in September, as that's May, right, he dies. Then in September, one of his lawyers died of heart disease. He was only 40. Mm -hmm. 
in November, the superintendent of the prison where Holmes uh, died, so Moya Mensing, the one that's in this episode, uh, mm-hmm. he committed suicide by shooting, which was he, the cause that was, you know, he basically shot himself in the head. He yeah. said he'd been, you know, he was suffering from insomnia somebody asked him then like how did you sleep and he was like not well and then he put a gun to his head and shot himself um, so but he killed himself in way mincing so he killed himself in that prison yikes uh, then uh, in october of 1897 so this is a year later the priest who was holmes's spiritual advisor was found with a skull fractured nose broken and other bruises on his face the coroner's inquest said it was natural causes <laughs> Um, that he had kidney disease and he had water on the brain, which makes you delirious, and that he fell on his face when he passed out. But also his watch and his purse were stolen. So they kind of got into this thing about whether or not the coroner was covering up a murder. But also he could have also just died in an alley and then somebody, you know, stole his shake. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's Philly. Uh, so in 1911, a jailer who had taken over for that superintendent who had committed suicide, he shot himself in the head on his ex-wife's front doorstep. So, oh. yeah, which is, dude, if you have a problem with your ex-wife, don't do that, man. That's fucked up. And that's just got to clean up your brains. And then, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. So six months after that, one of the jurors killed himself by inhaling illuminating gas. I don't know what illuminating gas is. It sounds pretty, but apparently you can kill yourself if you inhale it. Uh, it is interesting to note, too, that all the suicides that we talked about in this, they all have temporary insanity on their death certificates. And I don't mm-hmm. know if it was just a thing at a time, but everyone's like, oh, everyone went crazy. Um, so two weeks after that juror's suicide, the detective who helped bring down Schmegma, he died of carcinoma to the face. Like that is that is a fucked up way to go. Like yeah. answer the face. And the well, last one uh, in 1914, Patrick Quinlan, the man who helped build the Chicago castle and supposedly also was going to help build the Fort Worth castle, said he couldn't sleep. And when he did, he would wake up screaming and complaining of hallucinations. He left a note that said, I could not sleep and killed himself with strychnine. That's kind of like more than once somebody said they couldn't sleep, but that's, that's. Yeah, there's a lot of them that go through this. That's the temporary insanity thing to you and all the suicides. There are all these people who said they couldn't sleep. Illuminating Um, gas for the record is an alternative to like natural gas. It's used for like lanterns. So it's like gas, but it's carbon monoxide poisoning. Okay. Basically. I mean, I'm sure that's how it would work. Sorry. It it sounds pretty. Illuminating gas. Yeah. It is as an ethene. There we uh, go. So that's the Holmes curse. And obviously when we get through, I'll have many comments to make about how Holmes is portrayed through, through most of this episode. Yeah, um, I'm really fascinated. Now I want to know where the site of the murder house in Fort Worth was supposed to be. I'm going to look that shit up. Yeah, uh, I can get you. I can get you the address. I can get you that address. <laughs> I, I can get, we, can go, we can go check that shit out. Um, I know, we didn't make it to Fort Worth last time uh, when you were in here last. So now we got to do, do a Fort Worth and go to stockyards, go to the basements and like all those crazy shit. Yeah, yeah there's some crazy shit in, in the stockyards and lots of dead cow ghosts, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, the cow ghost. Anyways, all right, so back to where we were. All right, so they figure out that it's H.H. H. Holmes and that he is likely hiding girls in the walls. And yeah. so, again, I'm like, 
So now they have to go. Now they have to go on the walls. <sighs> and this is when I start going so much claustrophobia, so much claustrophobia. And I don't think I'm claustrophobic in general, but like these types of things where like you can't. And it sounds dumb. We can't get out. Well, obviously that's claustrophobic. This shit freaks me the fuck out. Do not like it at all. Um, so they go. Uh, Sam apparently is on another floor searching the walls with his broken arm still. By the way, I didn't notice his cast. <laughs> here. Um, and uh, Dean and Joe together are going through the walls, and then it gets real narrow. And there's a real creepy comment from Dean. I didn't, and I, and I'm a pervert, and I didn't really understand. <laughs> Should have cleaned the pipes. I should have cleaned the pipes. I was like, does that yeah. mean he should have come? Like, I yeah, don't. Yeah, he should have. It means he should have. It's like clean the pipes. Like, like the old like joke about guys before they go on like a first date, they go jerk off before they go out with like a chick because they're gonna be all turned on by some chick they want to bang. So he's basically saying he should have jerked off before getting in the walls with Joe. Silence. Yeah, that's what happened there. I'm just saying. Was, well, I thought it was, but it's like no, that can't. Yeah, yeah. that's what that was. And then he goes also play it off was... like, oh, the pipes down here are just really dirty. Meh. Okay, gross. Anyways. Yeah, so. that was super gross, Dean. Uh, I'm revoking your, your douchiness. Like, now we gotta, we gotta, you've gone way up in douchey scale. And it's even worse because, like, you were just talking about them being brother and sister. And I'm like, or like, yeah. being like that relationship, relationship. I'm like, oh, no, no, ma'am. But it's okay. Um, so they, anyways, but she can fit through the smaller part of the, of the wall. So she goes by herself, which is fucking dumb. As we all know, it's a terrible fucking idea. And, uh, they're trying to like stay connected by cell phone. Cause you know, that's going to work really well in a, a old ass building inside the walls with shitty old cell phones, not going to work well. Well, it wasn't, I did make a comment right there. I was like, these cell phones are getting remarkable service. Like right? you're in a wall. Actually, like, I say that it's not going to work funny enough. I'm like, at this point I was like, it's not going to work. And they actually did until it was you know, too late. Until but, they did it. But I was like, I was thinking that they should at this time that they should have had the Nexus sidekick or whatever one that had like the walkie on it. Yeah. Like that's what you got. And that's what the hunters need overall. Like you just need that yeah. walkie phone. Like, yeah, I can pick up radio signal. It's perfect. Yeah. So anyway, so she crawls down like some fucking, she calls like an air duct. It doesn't look like an air nope. duct. It's some pipes that like go downstairs into a dark hole that she cannot see what's down there. So she's going by oh. herself into that terrible idea. Once again, this is already bad enough. And also I am watching this. I've got my hand in front of my face, like with like my fingers spread so I can cover my face while I'm watching all this. Cause I know some shit's about to happen. And uh, so he, Dean goes back out of the wall and runs down because he's got to go downstairs and figure out where the fuck in the wall she is since he didn't, couldn't follow her. And while she's standing in the hall, uh, Black Goose starts coming through the wall at her. And, Ew. Uh, and she screams. And so Dean starts hacking into the wall and makes a hole in the wall and sees her phone on the ground. But she's gone. But it also seems really dangerous. Like you don't know where she is, and you're just right. like you throwing like, totally an axe like, into a wall. Like, I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, oops, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this episode would have taken a very different turn. <laughs> and then, like, how did Joe die? Well, Dean was trying to. Yeah, he just hammered into the. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> we were trying to catch the spirit, but she got in the way and got hit with an axe. It was a thing. Anyway, so Dean's got to. Dean catches up with Sam, and while they get together, Ellen calls. Because of course now Ellen calls and finds out that she fucking tells them that Ash spilled the motherfucking beans. Bad Ash. Scolding Ash. Bad uh -huh. Dr. Badass. 
dead bad Dr. Badass. I'm going to have to hold you by your mullet and punish you. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah. So uh, Dean's trying to like play off like, no, she's just taking care of feminine business. Oh, my God. Fucking boys are stupid. And then, um, but uh, Ellen, uh, Ellen doesn't buy it, obviously, because she's a fucking woman. Uh, and uh, Dean tells her that they're going to get Joe back. Basically said that, you know, that that they're she was the she got taken by the spirit they were hunting so they're gonna have to get her back that's the summary and ellen's like that's not the first time i've heard that from a winchester kind of a reference yep and we're like well this is foreshadowing of something and like and there's kind of been hints of this up until now like i think there's some some tension like you can tell ellen likes the brothers and is trying to give them a little bit of chance but she doesn't want her daughter mixed up too much with them and doesn't like fully trust their judgment and has obviously, while she doesn't like hate John, she doesn't fully didn't fully trust him either. Does that make yeah. is that a good kind of a yeah, read at it, this point? Yeah, I mean, she was she was sad when he died, but she wasn't like, oh my god, he's dead, you know. And we can obviously tell that they haven't been the boys had never heard of them, right? right. And yes. so there's a reason this tension was there. Yeah, and well, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. But yeah, so uh, Ellen said she's flying in and that's what it is. So in the midst of this, Sam's still researching and he's like, look, maybe we got this wrong about the walls and there's not a basement in this building, but there's some old fucking sewers. Let's go to the old sewers, which this is a really elaborate sewer system that they're going to go down to. And this map, but, even it looks elaborate. Well, also Santa Goddess that this was an abandoned sewer system. Right. No longer like, in use. There, no one's No one's crawling in shit. No, yeah, I'm at kidding. least we didn't have to add poo to the ooh. Like, that would have been... Like... <laughs> oh, ectoplasm and shit? There you go. That's a good time. Yeah. Uh, all right, so, so see... Joe's... Yeah, go yeah. ahead. No, you got it. Yeah, so Joe's going to wake up in an even more claustrophobic space. Oh, Fuck that place. Fuck it. Fuck it up the ass. Like, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you see, like, all the scratches in, like... She's, it's, like, basically a coffin shape. Like, she's, like, has to lay down, and it's, like, the length of her body, and it's, it's coffin-y. Does that make sense? And then it's uh, in all the scratch, bloody scratches in like the ceiling of it from people trying to escape. It's <sighs> upsetting. Yeah, so upsetting. Yep, yep. I don't like it. And then, um, yeah, so she kind of hears like a noise though. And so she says, hello. And they figure, she figures out Teresa is still there. The, the, that was the, um, the girl that, was, that disappeared while she was checking her mail. She's in there too. She's still alive. And then, Thankfully, she's not in her lingerie. She did not go to her lingerie party. She missed. She totally missed the lingerie party, and she did not RSVP whether she was going or not, which is just rude. It is rude, but I do think it's interesting here. Like once Joe realizes Teresa is there, like she gets so much more calm, and I'm probably the same way too. Like once I have to take care of somebody else, like right. I'm like, all right, shit, like take you take care of business like i have to keep her calm and so i think that gives like joe that leverage to be like okay now i need to figure out like stop losing my shit i have somebody to help her so uh and then a spirit reaches in through the freaking grate in her little crave thingy and grabs a chunk of her hair man stop ripping out hair you fucking dick like that's just rude so rude um and so now the brothers look totally inconspicuous we got sam and dean walking down the streets of philadelphia with a metal detector and a shovel 
Good. I'm like, the fuck? And I'm like, also, where did, like, where'd you get the metal detector? I'm like, cool. Like, you just, like, I don't know where to buy a metal detector. Like, where is there a metal detector store? Like, I don't think they sell those at Home Depot. And I mean, also, can, like, can you go to like, like a sporting goods store? Does like Academy or Dick sell? Well, also, this is Philadelphia. They're, they're in the middle of a city. They're not in the suburbs. There's no big box stores. Like, that does not exist there. So, like, do they have to go to like <laughs> South to, Philly? They didn't go to Walmart. Is that what you're saying? yeah there's no walmart in south philly or wherever they're at it was like hey man do you have a metal like where the fuck did you get a metal detector could could it have been in trunk team trunk trunk um so yeah and also wouldn't that just be going off like every two seconds like it's a city like here's a penny here's a penny here's a penny like Here's, here's, here's a, a paper clip. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, I mean, yeah. Like, no one's like, there's not like a very good, like, I know how long it took the city of Philadelphia to plow my streets when there was snow. I really doubt those streets are so clean that, like, they wouldn't be going off, like, every 10 seconds. Like, here's a crack bite. Here's a crack bite. So, I guess the crack pipe's alert on it. I don't know. Um, so, anyhow, okay. So, we've got, um, <laughs> we've got a metal detector and a shovel. And they find a hole. Good for you and, guys. Well, they find, they find a, a, a grassy lot by an alley which is a very small lot and i'm sure that property value is fucking insane oh yeah that's like a two million dollar pot of land <laughs> I'm like, like, what? But- they found an empty grassy lot in the middle of a metropolitan city that shit's worth fucking bank anyways so uh but they and they start digging i'm like oh this is unreasonable what they're gonna dig down to the sewer and then all of a sudden they just like like after like two shovels they hit like the metal covering for the access point i'm like okay much more believable thank you is it, i'm like cool you go with that that's believable but so they more, more so than him digging like a 30 foot hole down to the sewer line yes yeah that's what okay thinking. fair fair uh but so- I, thought, I thought that's where they were going with this and i'm like oh come on <laughs> Yeah, and so then they open it up, and there's like these like metal rods, that are, and like this is the most well constructed like sewer system ever. Like, and these giant fucking bugs. Did you see those? Like, I didn't see like, the bugs. There was two like huge, like unreasonably large cockroaches in there. That's Philly. <laughs> They're like the size of rats. I was like, what the fuck? But yeah, yeah. But that's like, pretty much that's all of Philly. It's full of big ass fucking cockroaches. Like, yeah. I- <laughs> Well, you're right. It wasn't really well constructed. Very like very aesthetic. Because I would, I would system. not have like walked down those like that ladder. Like that seems like it's gonna rope. Because I don't trust that these things that have been in the wall for a hundred years are still gonna be like well placed, yeah. and they're not gonna fall down as soon as I put my two hundred pound six foot ass. Like <sighs> they're not tiny boys. No. They are not. And but yet, okay. Somehow they they go down and they so start he's crawling start, down. He starts crawling down, and S- S- Dean starts going down first, and Sam following behind him with his poor broken wrist. Uh, we cut back to Joe, and she keeps like just beating on the walls of her little like, like I don't know. It's like a it's like a coffin cave. Like I don't know what to call this thing. Like this enclosure. Uh, uh, I, I mean, so I, I think when we get to the point where they open it up, you can kind of see a little bit better, like what it was, and it almost looks a little mausoleum-y, but I think it's more like probably just storage, yeah. right? So weird. It had a little vent on it, but yeah, it was like the initial, the original city basement, right? So here is this yeah. place where you can stick things, but why it's in the sewer, sewer, I don't know. Yeah, it was very so, weird. This is a very like conveniently constructed place for someone to kidnap and store 
girls to kill them. It was very yeah. well constructed for that purpose. Yeah, you know, I mean, which is that is that will go into Holmes's MO. But and yeah. then they get into zip, ew, ghost molestation. Oh, oh yeah, he's like, and he's like whispering how pretty and beautiful she is, oh. and like, and he's touching her face and her neck and <laughs> her arm and then she stabs him in the motherfucking arm with her damn straight you stab that motherfucker daddy's like, uh, daddy's daddy's a uh, iron knife don't call, right it, in the arm. don't call it daddy's knife that's oh, that sounds weird <laughs> i didn't mean it like that her her hunter father's knife that she carries she stabs the ghost in the arm with it and the arm like he like yells and like dissipates and uh she's like, and she's like iron it's pure fucking iron, bitch. Oh, they just said fucking, but I think bitch was on there. Oh, <laughs> uh, so she's mad. She's mad. Uh, and then we go right. back to super duper 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 claustrophobia. Uh, Dean is crawling. Yeah. Dean crawling through this tunnel. That's the shit that freaks me the fuck out. Like, because what if you get stuck? Oh, yeah. What if, what if you had to back out? Also, if I'm crawling in a tunnel, I'm not having a loaded gun in front of me to use as my leverage point as I'm like walking through. This seems very unsafe. Like, you know, we don't think I mean, safety's on and stuff. <laughs> no, safety just makes sure you got an expensive hammer. But I mean, I know he probably has some good, you know, trigger maintenance. You know, he's not his fingers are there, but this seems like a, a recipe for disaster. And I feel like Sam is behind him with another gun and his broken hand. It's just like, no, guys, like this is the time you can put it in your pants. Just just put it in your pants. This guess- is the one time you're allowed to put it in your pants without having a holster. We'll we'll let it slide this. We'll time. let it go. But then also, I guess that it could get caught like as you're like crawling yeah. through, and then your gun goes off and shoots your brother. Okay, never mind. I'm going to. There's no good solution here at all. Uh, so it's just uncomfortable and unsafe gun carrying through a very, very, very claustrophobic tunnel. Yeah. Freaked me out. That's the kind of stuff I'm like, like that gives me the heebie-jeebies so bad. And no, so, the other thing I would like to point out is they have to go back through that tunnel. Oh, God. With what happens next. Like, think about that. They got down there. How the fuck did they get out? I know. I didn't want to think about that. <laughs> so freaky. So Joe is um, back to Joe. She's in her little fucking mini tomb thingy, enclosure, whatever. And uh, she's kind of peeking out. And then all of a sudden the spirit like jumps up and covers her mouth. And it's really creepy. Yeah, no, that the ghost suffocation, I did not like it. Uh, I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it with ham. I did not like it on a boat. I did not like it with whatever. But also like... I, that's pretty hardcore that you know a ghost could like kill you that way like that is and to be suffocated in that yeah i don't like a bunch of this and then uh, guess who shows up through the tunnel oh you can save by the big strong men yay with a shotgun blast everyone loves a good rock salt blast yeah. yep and then they're like, you're going to be bait. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, like oh, yeah, all you're, of you. You're free. And she's like, yay, let's escape. And they're like, no, nah, the only way we can finish this off is for you to be our bait. Like you wanted to be originally, bitch. She's like, oh, damn it. Damn it. I did say I could do this. I guess I, I guess I can. It was her uh, idea to be bait from the beginning. That's what she wanted to do. And I'm like, so, no, sorry. Just like tell finish. the people like to not rent this out to blondes anymore. Like we're cool. Like we're just tell like, like a lease addendum. No blondes allowed. <laughs> no blondes. Uh, but she comes into this very weird, like, you know, law of like, what, I don't know. Anyhow. Okay. Anyways. So she is going to be bait. 
Yay. Yeah. And they set this really kind of interesting trap, actually. So they put her in the middle of like the sewer thing, which had like the little tunnels off of it for the with the, their escape tunnel and some other tunnels and then like these little storage containers that he's got girls in some dead some alive Teresa being alive they get Teresa out she escapes yay and then it's her and the brothers in this in the middle of the sewer um central location she's sitting there just waiting for the fucking spirit to show up and the guys are hiding and as soon as he gets like close enough to her they say like now and they blast him go fuck go in blasting um and uh when you go and they go in blasting they like it's like a trap where they knock down salt to enclose the area so the spirit can't escape this little central part of this the sewer so devil's advocate and obviously i'm always a devil's advocate um but so did they crawl back out through the tunnel go get salt then bring the salt back then set this up i'm like okay i'll have to suspend or maybe 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 well sam had stuff with him when he was crawling down right maybe he had a bag with salt sure whatever yeah, uh, it's it, it's still it's it's a good ghost trap. I it was it was it. it was it was clever. I liked I liked the fact that it was a ghost a good ghost trap. I was I was amused, and uh, and like and then the the spirit is Holmes is very upset. He's does a lot of yelling, very yeah, loud. Uh, yeah. Yeah, also, trapped. Holmes was not that beardy. Even when he died, he wasn't that beardy. Uh, There's a lot. I was just like, uh, no, he was anyhow. Um, Okay, so he is now caught. He is caught in a salt trap. And we're going to go back up to the upside of the world. And then Sam and Joe have some combos. I guess this is also really... Well, like- but first, yeah, before they, they're talking a little bit and that like it's worth it. She thinks that it was all worth it because Teresa gets a new life now. Or gets to continue her life, whatever. But like, I'm very like not sold on this like solution to the spirit issue go ahead dean rolls up with a cement truck okay so the well, whole thing is they can't oh i thought we were i, I was building up to the cement truck because i'm super oh. jealous that he has a cement truck i'm like oh, I'm sorry. you're excited about the cement <laughs> truck i'm just going straight to the cement truck so the whole thing is they can't go dig up Holmes's bones and burn them because they're in concrete right that's their right. that's the story right so now their solution to his trapped spirit is to dump concrete into the sewer system because they're like well we don't want it to get like the salt to get washed away or whatever over time or somebody find it whatever it is so but like can you encase a spirit in concrete is that how you can, could you encase the salt in concrete i mean but with that is the salt gonna move when the concrete hits it i don't know I was very like not. I, I did not feel resolved by this. See, whereas I felt satisfied because I got to pour cement down a hole. And I really wouldn't do that. I'm like that looks like so much fun. You got to steal a cement truck and then you got to drive it and then you got to throw some like throw cement down a hole. Like yes, like this is the best day ever. And, and are they throwing it all the way down that like tube they crawled down? Because then that's got to go all the way down the tunnel. That, is, they were that down. is a lot of cement. Yeah, that is. And then it's going to move as it goes into that room. It's going to come in from the sides. It's going to move the salt out of the way. <sighs> Very not. And then is it spirit when they get encased in cement? Is it like, does it go through them? Because they're a fucking spirit and they're, ooh, I'm a spirit. I'm, I'm not real. I'm not solid. Ooh. Or is it like some Pompeii shit? And it's like this little <laughs> form of a spirit. Like, I don't know. And I don't have answers. And I'm very, very, very concerned about these things. 
now I really want some pictures of a spirit in Pompeii style, like this H.H. Holmes. You're like, ah! like stuck in place. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, that's. that's yeah, no, there are, some, there are some problematic things with how this ended, but also they got to throw cement down a hole, which is probably no, what they were thinking because they're dudes. And they're like, hey, throw cement down a hole. And they're like, I don't know if this will work, but, you know, hey, Why we're going we're gonna to leave town. Who gives a shit? Like, it's not going to come back for 10 years because, you know, this ghost only hits every 10 years. We killed all the blondes. Like, it'll be fine. But he went after like three in like a two week, two day period. Yeah, there's some, some, some issues. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> So anyways, well, then we, we cut to, uh, they're cruising in baby. Like we do at the end of the episode, they're going back, going home or going to their next location. Only this time it's Sam, Dean, Ellen, and Joe. Uh, and it is awkward because they're like, oh yeah, you weren't joking about flying in. No, Ellen was serious about coming to fly in to get her daughter back. And, uh, Dean decides to put on music and it's really funny. We get like just a little tiny bit of cold as ice by foreigner. It's really funny. And and yeah. Ellen turns it off very quickly and so it's just gonna be a really awkward drive yeah no I would not want to be in that car that seems like a terrible car to be in and I'd be like nope I would like and that's before like you I would find a book like there's no like you didn't have a kindle then you didn't have an ipad to look at like you're just stuck nope, no in podcasts car. you're fucked yeah. yeah yeah awkward so anyways they get back to um uh Liz's favorite location so far, once again. Roadhouse. And uh, Dean's trying to explain to Ellen what a good job that Joe really did. Um, and she's like, I don't want to fucking hear it. I'm not interested in this. And I need to talk to my daughter. And so basically, we don't hear like the whole, whole thing. But Ellen implies to implies to Joe that they're that her father, like Ellen's husband, Joe's father died because of John Winchester in a fucked up mission as hunters. Yep. And so now we know why, like, and jo and Joe explains more of this to Dean when she gets outside and that's how we yep. give the exposition or whatever we want to call it. Um, yeah. And so, you know, like, Hey, you know, we don't get the whole story and it does leave you wondering like what is there more to it like because it doesn't seem like you know john was an asshole but he wasn't like a asshole asshole like he wouldn't right he wouldn't intentionally hurt people that he cared about he would intentionally put people but then he also was so he took sus. a lot of risks no he took yeah. a lot of risks he would put people in danger but yeah. he but he wasn't going to do something but he never wanted to intentionally endanger someone who didn't know what they were signing up for I think. Yeah, but yeah, yeah he also obviously had a one-track mind, and like yeah. the end is like all that matters and accomplish the mission basically. Uh, but yeah, so Joe's really pissed and upset because also I would also be upset if my mother had capped how my father had died for me for however you know she said she was still in pigtails. So since she was a little kid, her Ellen kept all this shit from her. So as much as you know she's taking a bunch of shit out in the Winchesters she's also like there's this whole my mom betrayed me too right so right. yeah and so um but this explains also kind of why that you know ellen kind of has a weird relationship with the brothers like she you know you can tell she has like a soft spot for them as children or like ch not children but grown children of someone that she knew and had a relationship with at some point and knows that they don't have any involvement in this but she's also a little standoffish because she's afraid that they take after their dad. Like it's it's a little complex. It's a lot of complex. Especially Dean. 
Yeah, and we also, I think it was interesting to, like, Dean's reaction when Joe was like, fuck off. And he was like, well, fine, fuck. Which I fine, also I get. Because yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, cool. All right, peace. And she's like, no, wait. Like, I have to, I have to vent. Right, so. Yeah. So I think we finally got a little bit of background. We know kind of why Ellen's kind of like this weird, like, protective but also very standoffish with the Winchester brothers I think that's I think that's kind of a good way to describe her behavior there but also very protective of her daughter but, well I mean beyond just the my husband died while on a case and then right. now my and, daughter and we, hang, and we hang out with a bunch of hunters and my daughter wants to be one which is also interesting though if you think about it from why did you keep like this up like no, why, why are you still in this life she's choosing to still expose her daughter to this lifestyle at all yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I don't know if it's because it makes her feel closer to her husband, but, I mean, she didn't Probably. She didn't diverge them from this path. She was just like, I'm going to have this place, unless, like, I guess maybe that existed before, which I don't know if we ever actually get into that. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of things. It was a kind of scary episode, Liz. I was kind of scared. I thought you would be. No. There's a lot of jump moments. Yeah, I don't, I don't do good at the jump moments. It was still daylight when I watched, so that's good. That's good, because, yeah, the sun never goes down now because we live in Mordor. I love um, it. I'm so happy. Sunshine all the time. It's so gross. You're so weird. I don't want to go outside at all. Uh, anyways, okay, so overall thoughts? Um, Other than, like, some of, like, the weird, like, there's... there's I liked some of the aspects. I like Joe being out there kind of, but like, man, this was a weird episode for like inconsistent, like not inconsistencies isn't the right word. Suspension. No, no, there's some holes. Yeah, there's some, definitely some holes within it. It wasn't inconsistent, but there are definitely holes in how yeah. things happen. It was very odd for, it was, it was like more so than normal. Like I know there's always a level of suspension of belief. There's, this is a, a fucking, you know, show about supernatural shit. Obviously there's a level of, but uh there's a lot of like eh, i'm not sure how that's how this works or even if you're even in your lore world i'm not sure if that's how this works you know so i thought that was kind of like a little bit of a stretch but but we got some it's nice to have a little bit of that background defined it about i kind of you know suspected and i think we all did about um the relationship between ellen and john and why it was so strange it was one extreme or the other it was this that he got he got her husband killed or they were banging it was, yeah. it was, it was like, yeah, there's one like, of those two. They're, they were fucking, or he got her her dude killed. That's it. And now we know it's because he got her dude killed. So, yeah, interesting they went that way. Like, what would have happened if, like, Sam, yeah. <laughs> I am your brother? Like, <laughs> oh man, I've been wild. But yeah, so I think that was interesting. Hearing that, getting that backstory was important. Um, and I know that she needs like a lot of training and a lot of experience, but if Joe wants to be a hunter, let her be a hunter. Second. Yeah, no, I mean, I think Joe would make a fine hunter. She did she all her really research. Good the research. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and she obviously has a knife she likes. And, you know, she's, she's she good can, it. Ain't scared to and, use it. And she's got a big buck hunter. So clearly she's a good shot. And, you know, if, if she wants to go out fucking hunting shit, let her go hunt shit. Like, you know, that that's fine. But also I get it as a mom. I would not want my only child to go off and do this when my husband died of it. Yeah. So, but true. also then don't run a bar in the school of hunters. What? Don't, don't expose her to it and be like, no, you can't do this, but meet all these people. But don't do this. But meet don't do this. But don't meet do all this. this. Yeah. And especially hear, I think, hear all their stories, know everything they're doing, research how to find your own missions, but don't do this. 
Well, I also think, you know, Dean had a good point when he said, you know, it's like uh, she was romanticizing, you know. And, oh, for sure. For sure. And, but it's like if you're sitting in a bar where people are only telling their war stories, it's just going to be romanticized. Like, yeah, people, that's what it people, is. You're sitting in a bar. You're not typically going into the, you know, the time where you got diarrhea while you're hunting a Wendigo. Like that's just not going to happen. <laughs> they are, you know, they, they're going to be like, oh, and then I killed you. I tracked it and I killed it and I saved this person, you know? Does, does Trunk have a stock of Imodium? She, I really hope she does with how they eat. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of how they eat. Well, at least, pep- at least some pe- good old fashioned Pepto. Just some good old fashioned Pepto. Well, the amount of whiskey and they drank and the amount of beer and the, the road oh. food. Like, yeah, no, there's got to be some. That's probably why Sam was in that shitty bathroom in the last episode. But <laughs> so gross. Before he got off, that's why he was all sweaty. Oh, <laughs> ew! See, we get to end it on an ew. ew. Anything else? That's all I got. All right, then let's wrap this up. All right, cheers, jerk. Cheers, bitch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us, Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, or you can always find us at devilstrappodcast.com. Thanks! Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Be a Dick production. Meow! Intro music, arrangement and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Roscoe. Meow! Meow!